a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. Here are your hosts, pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. Today we have on the show a traveling testicle. We have some... Uh, <laughs> like a salesman. That's good. I like that. <laughs> we have uh, some potty training questions as well. Uh, my wife joins us today with an issue that's going on at home with our son. And uh, we'll discuss that on the show. I'm hoping you kind of take my side of the uh, argument. But based on your diplomacy here, it's been extremely, I mean, bipartisan. I know. I'm a, like a 50-50 guy. But, yeah. you know, when I'm alone with her, I'll tell her that she's right. When I'm alone with you, I'll tell you that you're right, just like we do with our kids. So it will all work out. Yeah. All right. There you have it. Looking forward to today's show. I hope you are, too. Let's get into it. We got caller Jackie Trustin coming in. Apparently, this woman wants to uh, start diagnosing on her own. Uh, she wants to, like, skip the doctor altogether. Uh, Jackie, Sebastian, how you doing? This is Dr. Scott. Hey, Jackie. How are you? We're good. We're good. Yeah, where come you, over here. Where are you calling from? Westchester, Pennsylvania. Thank you for being on the show. We understand that you want to skip the doctor altogether and start doing diagnoses at home. Wait, is, I have a yeah, question. Is, uh, this, is this just because of the copay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I just I actually answered. Um, I wasn't sober when I sent that email. Uh, so I was just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I would never, you know, bypass the doctor, but I do have to go a lot. Um, and sometimes I'm embarrassed because they're like, no, nah, they're fine. And I'm like, oh, okay, bye. What do you want to learn to do? What's what, what do you want to do? Like uh, ear infections? What do you want to? Why can't you know if they have an ear infection before, like, instead of going to the doctor? Great question. When you look in the ear, with the light and the thing, what do you, what do you see that goes? Oh, this is an ear infection. So, well, let me break it down a different way. Four years of college, four years of medical school, three years of pediatric specialty training, twenty years in practice. Not just a flashlight. No, no, no. You're right. It actually is. Believe it or not, it's actually not that hard. So when I'm looking in the ear. Inside the ear canal, there's something circular, looks like a window. 
No, bring him in. How old is he? Sorry. Uh, I have two three-and-a-half-year-olds and a one-and-a-half-year-old. Well, wow. what's, what's, his, what's his name? Matthew. Say hi. Hey, Matthew. <laughs> this is how I feel most comfortable with babies around us. That's why I hang out with this guy. So yeah. this is what do we do. So there's a little circle. looks like a window. It's called the tympanic membrane. In your ear, if we looked in it right now, we'll show some pictures of it. It looks like a piece of glass with a light reflection. That's a healthy ear. When you get an ear infection, that looks red. And it gets deeper and deeper red, the more infected. And then behind it, usually you get fluid that can be clear fluid or actually pus. So when you get an ear infection, the window looks very red with a yellowish hue of the fluid behind it. And that's a sign of an ear infection. Okay, so could an everyday person take a flashlight and look and go, okay, it's an ear infection without going to the doctor. The poor lady got to go to the doctor, got three kids, and and they send her away going... It's a, it's a runny nose. Right. So not with just a regular flashlight. You'd have to have the right instrumentation. Could you, could you right? buy that on Amazon? You probably could, okay. yes. But, you know, there's a, little, there's a little nuance there because with ear infections, for example, we don't treat them all with antibiotics. So it used to be like ear infection, antibiotics. 80% of ear infections are actually viral. And if you give them time, they get better. So there's a little nuance like the practice of medicine. We sort of judge, oh, this is what's going on and decide whether we're gonna do antibiotics now, maybe give you antibiotics to hold and do down the road. But you know, with parenting and pediatrics, a lot of it is actually just saying everything's okay. And that's that's okay. That's what you want to hear as a parent. You hope that the doctor tells you, hey, actually, everything's okay. That's fine. Don't think of it as a wasted appointment. I think it's a good thing, right? Well, yeah, I think it's uh, peace of mind. You walk out of there going, oh, thank, thank God it's nothing serious. I mean, that's all we want to hear, right? So I, you know, you know, I, 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 listen, I would be scared diagnosing my kid with anything just because I, I just didn't do well in school. Right. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Do you have any other problems going on? Issues? By the way, a uh, cute kid, cute kid. Thanks. But Thank then, even, even if you diagnosed ear infection, if you needed the medicine, we'd still have to get the medicine. Yeah. So yeah. the doctor would have to be involved sometimes. There are telemedicine ways of, you know, having something that looks in your ear where a doctor on the other side can see what you're seeing and do it via telemedicine. So that's also another way you could talk to with your doctor of doing it and not driving in every time. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I would never want to bypass, you know, doctor. We love doctors and nurses. They uh, they were 31-week preemies, so of course we- Oh, wow. We uh, trust you guys. <laughs> no, but to your point, it's not rocket science and people could learn, but it's what you do with the information. So it's always good to check in with a doctor to make sure that if it's getting worse, we know what's going on. Yeah, I yeah. feel like if if I do this show with you long enough that, I mean- You'll get I, an honorary what medical I'm, degree. I'm pick, is it tympatic membrane? Yeah. Wow. I mean, look at, look at what I'm learning. Um, Listen, thanks thanks for calling into the show. We really appreciate your time and uh, we so wish much. you the best with parenting. Bye. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Thanks, Sebastian. You Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> was, was I too harsh? I didn't mean to be harsh about the, the education that it took. It, believe me, you you, but, you couldn't be harsh if you tried. Uh, okay. I think I'm the harsh one here, and, and you're definitely the educated one, so we're going to lean on you 
throughout the show. Appreciate that. Jamie Ortiz dealing with some poop issues at the house. This could be anything from potty training to throwing poop around the room, which I'm very familiar with. And we'll see what's going on with Jamie and her poop issues. Jamie, what's hey, up? Jamie. Hey, how are you guys? Good, good. good. Uh, my name's Sebastian. This is Dr. Scott Cohen. And Jamie, where are you calling from today? I am in Texas right now. Texas. Okay. What's going on with the poop at the, the house in Texas? Well, our son has been potty trained for a year. Um, poop was kind of on track. All of a sudden, we were off track. He is very stubborn. Um, so he knows how to poop. He just doesn't feel like it on the toilet. So we've already had to pick him up twice from school to change his clothes. Um We've tried everything uh, and he's not afraid of the toilet. So it's not that it's just, he is not in the mood to go on the toilet. We've tried taking things away. We've tried giving him prizes. Um, we've tried, I know we've tried the no underwear. Um, I've tried it all. I don't know what else to do. And I feel like maybe one of the reasons is his eating habits are, he's really picky. So he's eating the same foods all the time, nothing with fiber. So we're not getting quality poop. And so I feel like that obviously makes it harder for him to really understand if it's not decent. And so I got him these laxatives for children that I have not used, waiting to see if you recommend it, if it's okay, um, to see if, if we force him to go, then maybe that'll help. I have no idea, but I can't do it anymore. I'm so upset and angry every time it happens. No, don't be upset. How old is he? He just turned four in July. Four years old. Okay. Thoughts? So I have a, uh, well, I have a five-year-old who is still wearing a diaper to right. bed, uh, not going poop, but uh, urinating. And I've tried things with her. Uh, hey, if you don't go... Uh, to the bathroom in your diaper tonight, you get like a you get like a treat in the morning, <laughs> right? And right. nothing. She wakes up every morning pissing the diaper. Uh, my son, who's three, we're trying to potty train him, and sometimes he'll go, sometimes he'll he won't. And we just know from the first kid, this is something that just kind of happens over time. Am, am, right. am I right? No, I, I really think it, it, it's something that happens over time. You're exactly right. Nighttime, we've talked about, it's sort of a brain bladder connection. Wait till they're ready. Keep them in diapers or pull-ups till you have dry mornings. Yeah. You know, daytime, it's hard because they are. They're, they want to hold on to it. They want to uh, be in charge. But I don't think it's something that we necessarily have to punish. Um, we don't want to make it a negative environment around pooping because it will eventually happens. I mean, nobody goes to college in diapers. Yeah. Did you know anybody? No. So what I would do, and, and parents don't like this because it seems like a step back. Does he have to go in underwear to the preschool or could he wear diapers? Um, the day after he pooped, I sent him in an overnight and I told them, hey, in case this happens again, it's yeah. something we're trying to fix again. And they were okay with it. Right. Does he go sometimes in the potty and sometimes he doesn't? No, he never. He only he never does. It. Right. So I would let him go however he wants to go. So if he wants to go in a diaper or pull up, you give him a diaper or pull up. 
The reason is if you don't, if you keep him naked, if you put him in underwear, one of two things are going to happen. Either he's going to have an accident and you're just throwing away underwear and cleaning up your house, or he's going to start hiding and holding and then become constipated and then it's going to hurt and then it's a vicious cycle. We don't want either one of those things to happen. So I know as a parent, you feel like, oh God, I don't want him in diapers anymore. He's four years old. He's such a smart boy. This doesn't equate to intelligence or anything. It's going to happen, but we want to take the pressure off. So offer going to the bathroom, you know, oh, in the morning, oh, you want to go sit on the potty? You know, you start seeing signs. He's dancing. He's pointing. Oh, do you want to try? If he says no, fine. Give him the diaper or pull up still offer, he can always take that off and go in the potty, but then if he doesn't want to, he's comfortable pooping in the diaper and it will gradually improve from there. Okay, so what she's got over there, these chewables, what, burn those? No, I don't think it's necessary. It doesn't sound like he's constipated. You were just trying to get him to go so he was more regular and going on the potty, right? Well, he will go two days without using the bathroom. Right. And like, I'm a, I'm a pediatric sleep consultant. So I know sleep and I know babies and toddler sleep. I'm good with that. But this pooping. But when it, when it comes out after two days, it comes out soft, right? Yeah. It's always yeah. decent. It's not but, like it's, he, it's hurting him. That's the key. Cause constipation is defined by consistency, not frequency. Meaning you could poop once a week and kids do. If it comes out soft, they're not constipated. They're not in pain. They're not constipated. They could poop every day. It's hard and painful. They're constipated. So even if he's holding it, it's okay if it's coming out soft. The key is give him the ability to go where he wants to go and how he wants to go. Then he won't hold it anymore. Okay. I I have a uh, how I was potty trained. Uh, Not necessarily going uh, number two, but when uh, I had to go number one, what my mother did, I want to let, I want to know if you've ever heard this or if you've ever heard this in okay. your years of pediatrics. My mother used to put a, a, a Cheerio in the toilet, and then I'd have to hit the Cheerio. That, 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 that was like the game we played, like hit the Cheerio. Yeah. Is, now, is this immigrant Italian behavior, or, or is I this science? I love that, but that's a very small target. Yeah, but at least it's something in the toilet to hit. It was almost right. like a game. Do you recommend, like games like this like hey i'm going to now that's phenomenal i think that's great like bobbing for apples but cheerios right yeah yeah you don't even know what to say i've never (laughs) even heard that before but i think it's great he's stunned like a lot of these immigrant um upbringings like if you come from like old world they have these like weird things that they used to do might be weird for you to hear but it's like what they used to do in the village that they grew up in right what's your nationality Puerto Rican. So, All right, so it was the Puerto Re- what are the Puerto Ricans doing for potty training? Are they, they punished if they had accidents? <laughs> I like the I used to get M&Ms. I used to get M&Ms. I get M&Ms if I went in the, in the potty. Okay, have you tried like a like a when we started potty training, we start he was into Pokemon and that's when Pokemon Oreos came out and so that's what we did. And so he got it within 2 days. But the pooping, he's just like, nah, yeah. I'm okay. I can keep going on myself. I'm fine. Yeah, he'll do it when My it's time. I would do he'll posit- be like kicked out of school if he poops himself too much. Right. That's why if he's pooping a lot, having a lot of accidents, one, it's going to get, he's going to get down on it. I would let him wear the diaper if he wants to or the pull up if he wants to. Don't yeah. look at it as backtracking. Look at it as like one step. 
to the right direction. Yeah. Um, yeah. So listen, thanks. Thanks for calling in, Jeremy. We hope you uh, we hope you rectify the situation. I wouldn't worry about it. Burn the chewables and uh, and put the diaper on. I would try a Cheerio and he tries to poop on a Cheerio. I think I'm gonna that's amazing. I mean, that's amazing advice. Can, can you um can you email us and let us know if that works? Because if it does, I'm going to call every patient with this issue and oh, use the Italian you. method. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna get the see if um the rest the, the immigrants can fix this poop situation. I, I'm sure. Absolutely. Hundred percent. What do we know? Yeah. Have a nice hey, thank, thank you very much. Well, thank you. The discipline didn't work, so we're gonna be nice about it and see what's going on here. We're nice. Sounds good. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Hey, thank you very much. Bye bye. Yeah, it's it's interesting to hear what people are doing at home because they run into a wall and then they start doing you know things that maybe they shouldn't be doing. Not the fact that she's you know disciplining her son, but you know you, you, you kind of like you're, you're drawing at straws. At, at right. But I like this. I want to do a show on this, and we'll do an episode where. We talk about how they used to do it in the olden days, yeah. our grandparents, and how they do it in other places. Because you know we're coming from a very geocentric point of view. You know, Los Angeles, my Eastern training, but it's interesting to know what other people do in other countries and other cultures because there's lots of right ways of doing it. Yeah, yeah. When I'm at work, I mean, this is my day all day long. It's exactly this. I don't have somebody funny next to me, but Dome Arena, what's going on? Welcome to. Daddy versus doctor. My name is Sebastian. Nice to meet you. This is Dr. Scott. Hello, hello. Colin. Hi, guys. Go Marina. Uh, what, uh, where are you calling from? I'm from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Oh, Canada. I've been there. Look at this. Look at this stunning hey. man. How are you, What's sir? going on, bro? What's going on with the testicles over there? With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. We got a lot of them. First of all, he's the star of the show right here. <laughs> nice. There we go. So, so a few months ago... We noticed that, notice, on, Noah, please here. I noticed a few, a couple lumps above his penis. And the thing is that they would come and go. So we took him, I took him to get an ultrasound. And of course, when we were doing the ultrasound, the lumps weren't there. And the ultrasound tech said, you know, everything looks normal. Then she mentioned, she's like, you know, when you notice the lumps, are they, um, are his spectacles there? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yes, yeah, sometimes they travel. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this was a thing. So next time, I'll like, I'll pay attention. Hold on, Noah. So then next time it happened, um, no, wait just one sec, please. Can you go for me next time? next time it happened, sure enough, his testicles aren't there. Like, and they were like shriveled. So I'm wondering, like, what is going on? Well, you know, <laughs> even in myself I i'm just <laughs> waiting to see what's going on yeah there. no i mean it's amazing well i mean sometimes they're larger than others right mm -hmm. they fluctuate i don't know if that has to do with temperature or if to do with time of day 
Uh, I've never had mine, though, get sucked up into my body. Uh, is, is that something that you're seeing a lot in your office? or? I mean, first of all, your son's going to be very happy to watch this video when he starts dating. So uh, you talked about his testicles on an international podcast. Thank goodness he yes. doesn't understand. But you know what? He's got three older siblings and I got consent from them. I love it. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> and they said, go for it. I'm like, all right. So, so testicles actually can be what's called high riding testicles. So testicles that actually go up into the inguinal canal, which is your, like the creases on the, of your groin. Um, and as long as they're coming down into the scrotum and they spend time in the scrotum, it's not an issue. They're, spend time. It's just like, what is yeah, the vacation? Like, yeah, like <laughs> cocktail party. Um, no, because, and you know, because actually the scrotum will develop. If, if, if a child's testicles are up high a lot, and aren't fully descended, what will happen is the scrotum won't really hang. It will be more smaller and more tense. It's not, they're not spending a lot of time there. And the issue with testicles that spend a lot of time up high is because of higher temperatures, it can lead to problems with the testicles. So a urologist brings the testicle down into the scrotum and actually tacks it down in the scrotum so the testicles stay there. What you're describing though, sort of coming and going, probably not a lot of the time, that shouldn't be an issue as long as they both go down the the doctor has seen both testicles in the scrotum but that would be bumps sort of in the groin i'm like pointing down into my groin the groin was that where the bump was or was it above his penis like lower abdomen it's right above it's right above oh, the I groin can feel yeah and they yeah, move yeah. right so they can go up and down and that that is possible but as long as they come back down there's no redness or swelling it actually can be normal so wait wait uh, what i'm getting is the lumps that they're feeling she's are... feeling the testicle go up like right there if she's feeling the uh, the groin okay. and like sometimes i'll have a baby where i can't initially feel the testicle and i'll go along the groin and sort of wean the testicle and pop it back into the scrotum wow, I, I mean you talked about oh, your testicles i figured i could say that no 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 yeah. actually to talk yeah. about my balls that's, yeah. that's fine let's hope Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think you've been probably, he's been to the pediatrician before many, many times. My guess is every visit they check his testicles, they felt them in the scrotum. If they've done that, then I'm sure everything's fine. But if yeah. ever he's complaining of pain, there's redness or swelling, that's emergent. You need to let a doctor know immediately. That's amazing. So the thing is, when it does happen, actually, he does... I can tell he feels discomfort. Like he doesn't want yeah. to wipe it. He doesn't want us to change him. But the yeah. ultrasound tech also told me she's like it can be, you know, uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. your, your 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 nuts are up in your stomach. How how how, how comfortable could it be? I mean, <laughs> the only other thing I think about, which honestly would be more common, is a hernia. Is he having a hernia that's reducible, meaning the hernia is going in and out, and it's oh, possible okay. that if it was not there at the time of the ultrasound that that's what's going on. So okay. that's something to look out for. What I would do is next time it happens, I would take a picture yeah. of it and show your doctor because if it okay. is a hernia, that that is something that would need to be repaired. Honestly, bulges in the yeah. groin, honestly, in my experience, tend to be more hernias. I don't hear a lot about like testicles going up and down. You just don't hear it. Usually bulges are that come and go are hernias more likely. So it's something to take a picture and just make sure we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Sounds like you got a full house over there. So we'll let you get back to parenting and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for calling.
Bye, big man. Bye bye. I got a question. I've said this twice. Right? What's C is soon? Is then like are we gonna have these people back on the show again? I gotta I gotta find yeah. a way to button the conversation up a little bit better. Chime in if you want. Um, who do we got? We got a surprise Why guest. Is everybody coming. in their kitchen. Do you do all Zoom sessions from your kitchen? No, I never. Oh God! What? what it, it's my oh. wife, Lana. What's going? Where are you calling from? The kids' room. Yeah. Um, well, welcome to uh, Daddy vs. Doctor. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. This is Dr. Scott Cohen. Hi. Um, what's going on? Did you have? Does everybody uh, know it's Sebastian's wife. Everybody. Yeah, this is my wife, Lana. Yeah, I just said. I just said, I mean, I just said it that? in the beginning. Oh, I missed it. Sorry. You were just. Uh, you were. I was starstruck. <laughs> this is the most starstruck I've been all day. Did you hire hair and makeup to come on the show today? No, I just, uh, my hair is dirty and, uh, you look great. Thank you. You. Great. you. you know what we need Lana for though? If, if you can find it, we have somebody who's calling in about being a mom and the, the work-life balance of like having a child and doing other things. And I would like to see your opinion on this. All right. So you would like to hear about work-life balance. Oh, no, no. no I mean, no, you, no. no, no, no. I was just saying, if no. you have a, what is your question? No, what's, what is your issue because i'd love to hear what's going on and if i'm involved i um did not write one involving you so you can calm down okay um, I mean, it does involve you because you're the other half of our parenting equation but so the first question is um my three-year-old is so i have notes i got all sorts of stuff uh our three-year-old is so stubborn says no to everything, will not participate in a lot of classes. It becomes very frustrating because he's just a complete contrarian and um, always just oppositional, always. Um, it's very hard to get him to cooperate and it becomes very frustrating. So is my question is, is this genetic? Is this typical from the father's side? Is this, um, look at the stubborn man in blue. Um, <laughs> the um, typical, I know it's typical three-year-old behavior. I'm looking for uh, suggestions to cope. I do know that giving options is one popular suggestion. But if you give him options, he says none of those. And it's a, it's a constant, it, it, and then it feels very harsh to just constantly be demanding he does things because I do want him to have his own voice, but it's just very difficult right now. What do you, what do, you do? What's your solution? Just give, give your take on this. I have one, but I just want the, the professional to weigh in. Before, take a deep breath. Take oh, a deep if you breath. He's going to ape what you say and pretend that he's smart. No. He's very <laughs> diplomatic on the show. He doesn't really been, take sides. I've been really we, good. We had that. a caller already that came in going, my way is the right way. Her way is the wrong way. And he handled it like a complete pro. So he's not going to do that. He's going to give his opinion based on years of study and experience. Go ahead, Doc. <laughs> Wait, Lana, so what, 
have you found anything that works? Sometimes incentives work, but it feels like he's a little young to understand the concept of cause and effect. Uh, and sometimes candy works. He knows what he's doing, though. Like, I know he knows what he's right. doing. So then when I say he's too young to understand that, now I'm saying I know he, he's just working. Yes, I know that. No, it's hard because, right, most people do presence for positive behavior, punishments for bad behavior. And the problem is most of the time or some of the time they don't care about the present. They don't care about the punishment. Right. It's like if you do this, you'll get this. And they're like, eh, I don't want to do it. Or I'm going to punish you and we're not going to go to the birthday party if you do this. And they're like, fine, we won't go to the birthday party. Then you're stuck at home with them instead, which you want to go to the birthday party. Um, so it's hard because he just wants to be in control of everything. I do think giving options is a good idea, but they do have to be very limited options. It can't be, what do you want? It's literally like this or this. And if he can't choose, then you have to choose for him and sort of move on. I think... You know, the classes and stuff like this, routine and repetition help. Um, there's always one child who won't sit in the circle and wants to do their own thing. And I don't think every child has to be like perfect and sit there and do that. Um, so if he's just not like what what class do you do that he, that he doesn't do anything about? Sometimes soccer, sometimes gymnastics or little ninjas, excuse me, ninja class. Right. But then, but the teacher's taking care of that, right? If he, they bring him back into group, they get him involved as much as possible and he does it. I can't get him, I can't even drop, get, rip him off my leg to like dump him in class. Would they let you say, would they let you leave him? Would they let you say, mommy loves you and drop him off? Yeah, it's just he'll sometimes run after me if I run away. Right. Because it's like kids who have trouble separating at school. Sometimes the longer the parents stay, it's harder on the child because if you're there, he's going to act out because he wants your attention. He's going to be on your leg. So if there's a way that you can be like, mommy loves you, we're doing the class, I'll see you later. My guess is he'll have a little fit there. But as soon as you're gone, I guarantee if you call 10 minutes later, they're saying he's having the best time. Okay, that does happen sometimes, except there was a new teacher last week, and then he told me he thought the teacher was weird. And then I knew it was genetic. But he's three. He's three. I bet you, but though, if you're, if you can do some separation where he's not getting attention for the behavior from you and you're not there to give in to anything that he wants, I think it would be probably more helpful for him that then he'll start trying things more. This is a parenting style issue. All right. And the parenting style of my wife, Lana, works in some places and doesn't work in other places. All right. I was with Caruso yesterday for soccer. I keep telling her, go home, get get out of here. Just let me be with him Mm -hmm. because once she's around, all of a sudden it's always mommy, 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 mommy. You know, I go, go in and, and go in and play and he'll go, mommy, where's mommy? Like, Already you could see like mommy doesn't doesn't, you know, force me to do anything like daddy. So the kid don't want to put the, the clothes on. I put the clothes on right over him crying. I put the shoes on. I put him in the car, buckle him. He's crying the whole time. There's no, hey, do you want this one? Or get the fuck in the car. We're going to school. That's the approach yeah. I've taken. And 
the results have been stellar. We saw it yesterday at soccer. He was, what are you, babe, he was in soccer. He was playing. He really did everything I told him to do. And this is not a knock on you. This is just the style I have taken, which is a. It's a mom dad thing, I think. Also, the kids are totally different around their mom and around people who are in their lives more. He's not an absentee father, but I'm the main person. So they get more, they, they're, I think they're more combative with the, the one that they love more. No. <laughs> no, I think, I think there, you definitely, people can parent differently. Kids definitely, I agree with you, respond differently to different parents, act out definitely different with different parents. And one method may work for one that doesn't work for the other. Though I agree, like giving options to a point, but then if he's still flipping out, it has to be like, here it is, move on. But Lana and Dr. Cohen is right. The kid behaves in different ways with different parents. However, I believe if you set ground rules and you set, because there's mothers that set this like, get in the car, we're going to school. It's not necessarily a mother-father thing. It's more of like what parameters the mother and father tend to build around the kids. And she seems to be a lot more kind of accommodating to yeah. him, and which is fine because she's a mother. No, I think there, there are some it. negotiables and then there's some non-negotiables, right? You got to go to school, right? So if you're kicking a screen, you got to get dressed. Mm-hmm. You can't go out of the house naked. So there's some non-negotiables. And then there are things that you can give a little more leeway for. I think the more consistent is helpful. It still doesn't have to be exactly the same way, obviously. But um, and now you're thinking that you were right. I know I am. Yeah. I'd say proof's in the pudding. It's nothing against Lana because she does a hell of a lot, a lot of other things better than I do. I'm just saying when it comes to the disciplinary actions, I tend to be a little bit more aggressive and 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 straightforward. See, I'm like Lana. My kids aren't afraid of me. They're afraid of Aaron. Yeah, well, you're, I know. you're wearing a mauve shirt. <laughs> What's there to be there, scared of? There, there you have it. <laughs> um, we have other callers in the queue. If there's uh, another question, uh, we'd love to hear it, but uh, not really because uh, we're losing people. <laughs> love you, Lana. Bye. Which counseling show now? Um, yes, that's next. That's the, next. Uh, you can use the video for the diverse attorney, so you're fine. All right. All right. That's my wife, Lana, always coming in with a wonderful, wonderful question. I don't like what you, when you put me in between the two of you. I know, but it's I, very I'm hard because for you. To I take love you both. Side. I know you I want know, me to take your on. side. You know I'm right. It's closer to being right. <laughs> William coming in here with an abdominal complaint. Kid might have a stomachache. Um, Bad sushi. Bad sushi. A lot of, a lot of different None of factors. the things I'm thinking of. Um, oh, yes. There he is. There you are. Yeah. Beautiful beard, bro. Here right now. Come on in. What, what do you got? A whole party joining us? What's going on? Hey, how are you guys? We're great. Thank Good. you. Where are you calling from? Uh, Washington, D.C. Oh, perfect. Perfect. So let me get right into it. First of all, thanks for joining us here on the Daddy vs. Doctor podcast. What's going on with abdominal pain in the house in D.C.? <laughs> well, it seems like it's quite well, wait, a hold on, bro. Uh, Can you turn it aside again? Let me see that knot you got in the back of your head there. Oh, wow, bro. I know they did that on the East Coast. Did they do that on the East Coast? I'm I'm telling you right now, to be a father walking around with a tail like that is confidence, man. God bless you. 
<laughs> Does your wife like it? Do you do you, do you like his tail? Oh. I do. Yeah. I mean, he has like the clean cut look for ever. And of course, pandemic. He's like, oh, let's, let's grow it up. He's got a beard. He's got long hair. And yeah. No, it's a pandemic tail. I like it. <laughs> Tell me what's going on with your kid. Yeah, so we've got uh, a two-year-old Henry and a five-year-old Evelyn, and the issue is with Evelyn. Um, she just started kindergarten, and ever since her first, it really it was like uh, right in the lead-up to kindergarten a couple weeks ago, and then ever since then, she is complaining incessantly about stomach pains. Her tummy hurts every five, just every day. Her stomach hurts, and she's got stomach pains, and her tummy hurts, and she's, you know. It's just her stomach hurts, right? And but it's you know it's a thing to do. She's five. She complains like crazy, and um, you know it, it ends whatever event we might be at. You know it's like it's a thing, and uh, also disrupting her school. And I think you know Tina and I are trying to figure out: okay, is this a real stomach issue, or is this you know she's a little nervous at school and she's trying to make excuses to. Get out of it. Yeah, but I wouldn't say she's like complaining all the time. And like you're saying, maybe it feels like all the time. But it's like it feels like a normal amount. Like I like it's, it's different. Yes, that's true. It's, it is. I mean, there's an element of maybe her stomach really hurts, and there's an element of is she BSing us and she likes to get out of school and wants to you know end whatever or what have you. Okay, I could speak to this, and I want to throw it over to you. I've had my five-year-old do the same thing, saying a headache, tummy hurts. How do you know if a child is really having a pain or if this is something that she's using to get out of things? So, I mean, there's a couple ways, and you're right. It very well could be behavioral. It started right when school started. started. Does she complain on weekends when there's no school? Oh, she didn't this past weekend. She didn't this past weekend. There was lots of... Going on. She also she also got stickers when she went to the school nurse, which may, oh, which I think might have had something to do with it. Right, playing hooky and uh, getting stickers—that's a win-win. And she complains probably daily or every couple days, but she'll say, "Oh, my belly hurts," and she'll run and play. Right? Yeah. 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 And. Overall, like her weight gain's been normal. And if we examined her, my guess is everything would be normal. So she's not like hovering over, not moving because of the pain. No, no, it's like, you know, she, 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 it seems like an act a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something called nonspecific belly pain of childhood, which is exactly, it sounds oh so medical. It's exactly what the words are. It's nonspecific belly pain of childhood. It's very, very common. There tends to be a large behavioral component, but we don't want to poo-poo it because we don't want kids complaining of belly pain. We need to make sure other things are going on. The two most common causes, which are easy to rule out, you could tell me right now, any history of constipation, like heart stools, pain, straining? No, so that's gone. And then lactose intolerance, this is the perfect age for that to start. So does she complain more around dairy products? That's a good question. We, she does drink, has drank just like, a lot of milk. Yeah, sir. He was a big milk drinker. Doesn't drink as much anymore. I think okay. just naturally, but yeah. So keep like a mental log of when she complains and what she ate at that previous meal. See if it could be dairy load related. Easy thing just to rule out. When it's not those two things, and I have a child come in, and we get this all the time, so you're not alone. Parents come in and say, 
For the last couple months, my child just complains their belly hurts and goes runs in place. Exams normal, weights normal. Then if it's been going on for a long time, I do do a little blood work just to rule out that we're not missing anything major. And if the blood work's all negative, then we know that it probably is more supertentorial. It's behavioral. Well, 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 wait, wait, wait. So give us that super, word. Supertentorial. What, what does that mean? It's coming from the head, a little okay. behavioral. Did you guys know what that meant? I think what you probably are asking is whether whether we think that it's in your head. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, no, no, no. What I was saying, yes. So once we rule out, if this is going on for a while, you talk to your pediatrician, they'll usually do blood work to rule out more serious causes, which thankfully it never is. Celiac, uh, you check electrolytes, you check white blood cell count, you check inflammatory markers for inflammatory bowel disease, all the things that you wouldn't want to miss, easy screening blood work. And if it's all that's normal, then most likely it is behavioral and you watch. Another good way is, like I said, weekends and vacations, if all of a sudden the pain goes away, there's probably nothing serious going on. That's good to know. Uh, and yeah. I think, uh, that was my gut feeling. I I mean, yes, that's, that's one of the things we check when they do the blood work. We check poop for parasites. You can check for inflammatory markers. These things are less common if her stools have been normal. Um, but if it's ongoing, even if she's running around and playing, just talk to your doctor about checking some extra stuff, but usually it ends up being a big nothing, thankfully. What is the deal uh, with milk and yeah. dairy products, yeah. specifically milk after the kid is two years old? Is this because I grew up on milk? Mm -hmm. That's all I drank was milk. Yeah. Now I hear no milk. Yeah. Is, is, is this? No, it's not that we say no milk. It's just the main reason of milk after two is really just calcium intake. So if they're getting calcium other places and kids love, they live off dairy foods or they're getting calcium other places and they don't want to drink milk, I'm not worried about it. Prior to two, we're usually using milk also for fat, for brain development, also calcium as well. Um, so it's just, they can find other dietary supplements so they don't need milk if they don't want. If they want to keep doing milk, they can keep doing milk. When's the last time you had a glass of milk? Decades, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when was it? Do you drink it still? No, no. I just, I, I just, it just kind of, well, I'm lactose intolerant. So if yeah. I do, you know, forget. But I have one daughter, one daughter every morning, glass of orange juice, the other daughter every morning, glass of milk. Oh, yeah. And my wife says that when she was pregnant, she had a lot of citrus with one and she drank a lot of milk with the other. So I don't know about well, that. That's another thing. Yeah. My mother told me I like strawberries because she was eating strawberries during the pregnancy. Is there any truth to that? I mean, definitely you're exposed to things she's eating. I don't know. Okay. Sounds well, good. Well, listen, you know what I got out of this conversation? I'm growing a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> you should do it, Sebastian. I think it looked good on you. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I had one when I was growing up. I had a beautiful head of hair, and then I had a I had this uh, gall knot in the back, and, uh, and, and, and I'm even embarrassed to tell you this. My father... At fifty-eight, had a ponytail, bald with no with, with a ponytail. Just a pony. You don't see that. Too no. My question is, you know, their daughter's playing hooky at five. What age did you start playing hooky? I was a very good kid. I did everything my parents told me to do. I was very obedient. It was my sister who decided that she was going to tie sheets together, throw it out Your the sister? window, and shimmy down 
from a second floor to escape the house. So uh, She seems like such a rule follower. Uh, now she is, but yeah. back then she was rebellious. Wow. Beautiful child, by the way, there. Just see the eyeballs <laughs> looking good. <laughs> hey, thanks for calling, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks, thanks lot, guys. guys. Take care. Bye, guys. See you later. Bye. Yeah, no, it's the, the it's that fake belly ache that w that will get me all the time. It's yeah. like, oh, does she really have one? Does he really have one? But sometimes, and most of the time, it's 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 just I don't. It is. Do it's just you know when when we hear about things that could be behavioral, it's sort of a diagnosis of exclusion because you don't want to miss out on something that could be more serious. So you make sure you rule all those things out before you say your kid's just faking it. Interesting show today. Um, I had no idea about the testicles going up into the abdomen. I, yeah. I, I, I found that. But do, do you think that's more hernia or? Yeah. The more I think about it, I mean, it's just more likely to be a hernia that's going in and out and they just didn't catch it when they got examined. Testicles can go up and down. It's just you don't see people like recognizing that when that happens. Yeah. So it, probably something to take a picture and show their doctor. Yeah. Now, a lot of questions on the Internet of like, wow, we saw the show. How do I become a part of it? going to tell you right now. So. Email us at daddyversusdoctor.com with your issue with your child. It could be behavioral, it could be medical. We take all questions and we make it digestible for a parent like you to understand. Plus, we sprinkle it with a little humor. Not going to find that on any other podcast. So once again, daddyversusdoctor at Gmail. Write down your issue, maybe attach a video or a couple of photos, and we'll get back to you. You know, we're like Google if Google was a stand-up comedian and had good information. Yeah, I'll, I'll be taking care of the comedy. He'll be doing the medical advice right here on <laughs> <laughs>